This is Dream House, written by Evan Perlman for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. It is available on DriveThruRPG. Follow the link in the show notes for more information. Dream House features Holland Lane Curtis as Kermit, the Antiquarian, Michael Morrison as Stanley, the Drifter, Talia Coons as Clara, the Private Investigator, and Wendy Donegan as Missy, the Dilettante. And I am Jonah Knight, your keeper. Okay, let's go. Part 2 When last we saw our investigators, Kermit, you were carrying a broom, and you were walking into the storage room. What do you do there? I think I set the broom to the side of the door, and I start looking for dishes. Can you roll a spot hidden? Sure. Uh, That is a 57 out of 40. You find a number of things in here that lead you to believe that this is where all of Mr. Knott's wife's personals ended up after she passed. You don't find anything in here that looks like kitchenware, that looks like diningware. I suppose he was right then. I grab my broom and I head out. Where'd you head to? Everyone's kind of been mingling in the kitchen, so that area, or if I hear voices anywhere else. As you leave the storage room, you do hear something coming from the dining room. Something like music. Oh, it is music. Well, I'll go I'll go listen to the music, see what what's playing. Missy, you make your way up the stairs to the second floor, and the stairs bring you right into the main hallway. And just like the hallway downstairs, this one is strangely wide. It also looks like there's some uneven lighting here. The ceiling light right at the top of the stairs is a little bit dimmer than you would like. And the light about halfway down the hallway seems a lot brighter than you would like. And actually looking down the hallway, you kind of need to squint a little bit because of how strangely bright that bulb is. Right next to you on your left is the bathroom. You can tell that because the door is open. But as you look down the hallway, you can see three other doors, three other rooms. And there are also a few windows on the other side of the hallway. Through those windows, it's easy to see the storm outside. The snow is just swirling. Where do you go to look? Well, first I do peek out that first window just to see how bad things are going to get and realizing that... I didn't dress very well for a storm and that I would be the one driving home. And though I don't generally think about it too much, but I'm two drinks in already. Um, And then my plan is to go to the bathroom and make sure that I actually am as put together as I would like to be after my fall. The bathroom door is open. And as you go inside and uh, turn the light on, the bulb does flicker a little bit as if it wants to burn out but has been holding it together for a bit. The cast iron tub is porcelain. The sink is porcelain. There is a mirror above the sink that has seen better days is starting to gray and spot around the edges. There's even, as you look closer, a little bit of mildew in the sink, maybe signs of uh, leaking taps. 
Well, I take a look at myself in the mirror, make sure my hair is in place. I smile, embarrassed that I've got some lipstick on my teeth. I get that off of there, smooth my dress, and decide that I'll head down to the far end of the hall, perhaps first where the master bedroom is, thinking that that might be the most likely place that this book might be. The master bedroom as you enter has a strong smell of mold and mildew. The door was closed, and as you opened it and stepped in, just inside the doorway, it takes a moment, but that smell starts to fade away. The bed is unmade. There are two pairs of ratty slippers on the floor. There's a a bureau, a closet, a pile of newspapers on one of the bedside tables, and a couple of framed photos on the other. Can you roll a spot hidden? Yes. 92. Well... You're sure giving it a shot, but you are walking around in an old man's bedroom, and there is that sort of old man smell in the air. You can hear the wind blowing outside and the little patter of snow against the window. It's not as warm up here as it was downstairs. After a few minutes of looking around, you're not sure that there is anything here for you to find. Certainly there isn't a book that jumps out at you. I'm disappointed because I really do want to redeem myself. And I feel like finding this book would be a really good way to do it. So I'm feeling conflicted. Well, you can push the roll or you can spend luck, though that's a lot of luck to spend. Mm. Well, I'll give up and I'll move on to the next room. Stanley. You are downstairs and you're going into the office? Yes. The desk looks kind of surprisingly inexpensive, maybe even cheap. It looks like it's covered in papers, books for accounts. It looks like it's a jumble. If it was organized at one point, it is not organized now. There is a bookshelf on one wall that does have more knickknacks and letters than it does books. I will go in and I'll just start lifting and shuffling the papers on the on the desk, peeking into any drawers, just opening and looking. I don't know what the that libber word means, but I got a sense of how it's spelled. So I'm looking for a big old book that's got the word libber on the front or on the spine. And uh so I'm I'm opening and closing drawers and lifting up piles and I'll go over and rummage through the through the bookshelf and that sort of thing. I mean, this seems to me like the most logical place where he might have lost a book. Can you roll a spot hidden? Ha ha. <laughs> 5 out of 25. So that's a one-fifth success. Well, you go through the bookshelves. You spend extra time looking at the books and they seem to be just sort of standard Something, nothing too interesting there. Definitely nothing too old. As you're going over the desk, you don't see anything at first, but then you start picking things up and moving things around. And once you start doing that, you lift up an old ledger and underneath it is a death mask. It is a mold of someone's face. Looks like it was taken from a man later in life, made of plaster. And as you 
lift it to get a better look. You can see uh, a few words scribbled onto the back. And those words are George Weber, parenthesis, D, 1835, parenthesis, of Boston. Can Stanley make a, a no roll to see if he has any idea what a death mask is? Absolutely. All right. Uh, whew, I hit a hot streak. That's actually another one-fifth success, 12 out of 60. Yeah, I think with that, a few things happen. One is that this name, George Weber, connects to the receipt that you found in the storage room. Mm-hmm. And maybe you look at the back a little bit more closely, and you can see a few additional words. Um, and, uh, you know what, that's, that's kind of an improv thing and it doesn't actually say it and I don't think it matters, but as you look at the back of the mask, you can tell that this was taken as a plaster mold of a real face. It wasn't carved. And that reminds you of an article that you saw once about how, when some people died, they would make masks of their face. It's hard to be 100% sure that that's what happened. You did see a picture of it once, and this does kind of trigger those memories. Okay, well, that's, that's super weird. Stanley will, will not put it back underneath the ledger, but like set it off to the side where it's still visible and... Um, little creeped out about it. That's a strange thing to find in someone's office. Um, especially since I know that this house at some point belonged to a Mr. Weber. So it's odd, but I'll, um, I'll continue just sort of poking around unless I, I'm pretty sure I, I don't find anything that looks like the kind of book I'm looking for. Can you roll power? Yep. Okay. Hot streaks over. That's an 81 out of 40. You do your final little poking around, looking for anything else. And you start to hear something that sounds like little tiny toenails, little tiny feet, little tiny something, something. No, you do know this sound. These are rats. It's one. No, it's more than one. And you start looking around the room, you definitely hear this sound now, and it is getting louder, but you don't see any of them. There is a memory that sort of goes over you about a time that you can clearly remember when dozens and dozens of rats just swarmed all over you. I think you lose one magic point. And okay. really have a desire not to go in this room again. I will sort of bolt, like stumbling bolt out into the hallway and shut the door behind me and then just kind of stand there breathing heavily for a couple of minutes to shake off that, that rat feeling. Clara, the stairs in the kitchen take you down to a small landing 
and then turn around. And now you end up in the basement. And it feels like, it feels claustrophobic. It is much chillier down here. You can feel that there is a blizzard outside where just upstairs, it was much warmer. This is barely a root cellar. This feels like a crawl space. Interesting. Um, Is there some sort of light? There was uh, a bulb with a string hanging from it that you can get to right from the bottom of the stairs. Okay, I pull the string. When the light comes on, the room appears different. It it appears now uh, much more pleasant. The walls are paneled. It seems a little bigger now with the light on than it did in the dark. Oh, I don't like this. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Can you describe um, the room, I guess, in more detail? So you're a few steps from the bottom. It, It looks like it was finished in an older style. Maybe some years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, they wanted to take a root cellar and they added nice paneling. And they kind of finished the floor with cement, but it doesn't look as smooth as it could have. Behind some of the paneling, which is starting to come away from the wall, you might see a little bit of brick. There are some shelves. There is a stool, and there is a small wooden chair with a side table. Uh, On that table, it looks like there are a few books that is on the other side of the room. I want to go over and check those books. Can you roll dexterity? I got 75 out of 75. (laughs) Just barely, yeah. On that final step to the bottom, it cracks. And it really feels like you would have gone head over heels onto the floor, but you barely held it together. Okay. I kind of clutch my pearls a little bit and go, God. And I I try to scurry over a little fast to the books. Uh, As you are now on the floor, and now that you are in the middle of this room, there is a much denser sense of foreboding and creepiness. And something is telling you that you should not be in this room. And now that you are down here and feeling this... Maybe you had the sense of it upstairs, but it is definitely much stronger now that you are here. Can you roll power? Oh, okay. Um, 24 out of 70. You are barely keeping together the desire to run. Uh, really, front of mind is just get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. But you are holding it together enough to cross the room and to look at this stack of books And none of them looks that old. They look like popular novels of the time. You turn and see a body laying face down on the floor in the area that you just crossed. Oh my god. (laughs) Naked body? No. It is Mr. Knot. He has knives in his back. Oh. (laughs) And can you roll sanity, please? 34 under 70. Well, you've lost one. But maybe it's because you didn't hear anything. Is this really him? 
you just walked through there and there was no body there. And this body looks like it has been here for some time. I, uh, oh my gosh, I am, I'm freaked out. And I I almost want to like reflexively throw a book at it. Like one of the books that I just found laying there. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, I think that's a throw roll. Oh, oh my God. One out of 20. I mean, this goes exactly where you want it to go. Where do you want it to go? Um, just like on his back, um, on the knives, just to see if I'm, I'm seeing things or something on the off chance. I don't know. The, the arc of your throw is pretty fantastic. Uh, it goes right onto Mr. Knot and the body dissipates almost immediately and the book bounces off the floor. Um, I am like very scared. I, that is terrifying. I, I, I want to like run out of this basement. You can do that. Uh, roll dexterity to see how well you can, how safely you can get out of here at the speed you want to be traveling. Okay. Um, 76 out of 75. You can <laughs> spend a point of luck. I want to do that then. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think you like, maybe you hop over where the body was. And you get to the stairs and you hop over the broken step and you get out of the basement as quickly as possible. Thank God. Missy. So you've gone to the master bedroom. You've gone to the bathroom. Is there anything else that you would like to do upstairs? Yeah, I'll hit I'll hit the children's room next. The children's bedroom door is closed. It is easy enough to open it. And when you do, oh, uh, was there, for a moment there, it sounded like maybe something skittering or scratching? No. But you don't see anything. I mean, you see two small beds with uh, colorful sheets and blankets. Although even from standing in the doorway, you can see a bit of dust on them. There is some bright paint on the walls and pictures, photographs. Near the beds? Is there a closet or like a toy chest or anything like that in the room? There is a closet. There is a dresser. There are no toys. Okay, well, I would like to open the dresser drawers and look in the closet. Can you roll a listen? Okay, I got 35 out of 35. As you start to walk into the room, it's light at first, but it sounds a little like dripping water. Maybe that's, is that melting from the snow already? No, it can't be. No, it's not dripping. It's flowing water. And as you continue to walk into the room, just a few more steps, you can hear your feet begin to squish as though you're walking on something wet, sloshing through a little bit of water. And there's something in the air, there's something about the reflections of the colors on the wall that starts to turn a little bit pink in this light. And it reminds you of a time when you were underwater in a bathtub and you could see a pinkish water 
and you could hear a squishing. And this feeling of wet, of being submerged, sort of comes over you, and it feels almost like you need to hold your breath or you will be breathing in water. Which doesn't make any sense, because you're standing in the middle of this room, and obviously there's no water in here, but you're, you're feeling pretty certain that if you try to breathe, you will be breathing in water. So I hold perfectly still, almost afraid to move. I'm holding my breath, but I'm blinking very quickly to see if I can clear the vision or whatever it is that's come over me. I don't know what to make of it. It does pass. It takes a moment. You do sort of blink it away. And this feeling of being held underwater goes from you. But it was, it was a very terrifying feeling, though, in my, in my gut. And I guess instead of fleeing, I froze. And I'm able to just to start catching my breath again as the feeling goes away. But I'm still just absolutely stunned. And from where you are, as you sort of come back to your own senses, on top of the dresser, you can see a newspaper article. So I, I look down to make sure I'm not stepping in puddles or to make sure the floor is not still wet, but I want to look closer at this article. It is a scrap of newspaper. And as you sort of skim it, it is about the murder of a Mr. and Mrs. Jones at this address in Mr. Knott's house. The article talks about how they were killed by their 19-year-old son. And the article does not name him, although it does say that he died at the house on the same day from an apparent suicide. He died this from suicide the same day that he killed his parents? That is what the article says. Does it say how he killed them? It does not. And it doesn't say how he killed himself? Just that D- it was suicide? Yes. I'm absolutely stunned. But for some reason, I feel like this article might be important or the date might be important. So I fold it up and I put it in my pocket and I keep it. And then a part of me wants to run out of the room, but a part of me is also really intrigued. Can you roll power? Oh, 69 out of 65. You really want to leave this room. I'm ready to go. I run out. Kermit. You have walked into the dining room because you hear music. Are you still holding the broom or did you leave it in the hallway? I think I'm still holding the broom. Yeah, I mean, this dining room table is really nice and it is set for all of you. You all have very pleasant, very high class uh, settings here. There is a sideboard along the far wall with a radio, and that radio is on. Can you roll no? Uh, I rolled 49 out of 50. You recognize this song that is playing, uh, and maybe it's because of all your work with history, but this is an old song. This is a song called Dream House. 
It's not something that is often played on the radio these days. Can you make a listen roll as well? That's a 54 out of 20. There is something about this song that doesn't feel right. It feels like, is this the wrong key? Is it the wrong meter? Something is something is off. And you can feel yourself becoming a little more agitated and a little more antsy as this song continues to play. From that, can you lose one magic point? It feels like it might be getting louder, but it's not getting louder. It just feels like it's getting into you a little more effectively. I don't love that. Is it the music itself? Is it the lyrics? There are no lyrics. It's all instrumental. It feels Uh, like it's just not the way it should be. Could I potentially... I, I guess I kind of already rolled for this, but could I potentially roll a history to see what's different about it? Or... I don't know. Or maybe there's um, a skill in which I can figure out the vibes. Why why this is not feeling so good. Uh, traditionally, that would be art music. But I can try. <laughs> you could, I mean, you could, it might be constitution because your nerves are really starting to fray. That is a 10 out of 70. Yeah. A couple of things are happening. You don't necessarily have a lot of music theory knowledge, so maybe you can't really phrase it. But it does, as you try to listen harder to this, and you become more agitated, you're sort of holding it together, but definitely the rhythm is wrong. It's almost as though if this was a record, someone would be messing with the speed of the record. It feels like the the key is changing. It feels like the rhythm is off. It feels like... Maybe there's someone at the radio station doing something to this. I don't know that you can necessarily articulate what it is, but you definitely have a problem with this radio. Maybe it's the radio. Is the radio doing it? I can find out. Um, Maybe I take a couple steps closer to see if I can just like bop it a little to make it work or fix its antenna. Uh, as you take a couple steps closer, it definitely becomes a little more piercing without becoming louder. And you start to get a little bit of a headache. You start to get a little itchy, like there's something maybe between your shoulder blades that you can't quite get to. And that is when you see that actually there is food on the table. These plates have old moldy soup. They have rice with maybe worms or maybe maggots. Uh, And there is a broth in the rice that is like a greenish mold. Like how, oh no, there's something at all of these place settings and they all look like this food has been here for months and it all seems to be moving. That's very gross. I think I kind of abandoned my trajectory uh, to the radio to kind of scoot around and go to the kitchen because I want to talk to Mr. Nod about whatever's been on the table and also maybe find uh, that guy Stanley because he said that everything was set and ready, right? Or no, I wasn't there for that. 
Um, never mind. Uh, yeah, I just want to find Mr. Knot and see what what the deal is with that. So since all of this was happening at roughly the same time, I am also, once I kind of get my couple deep breaths and get my composure back, I am also planning to go into the kitchen and tell Mr. Knot that he might have rats in the walls. Stanley, you're entering the kitchen from the hallway. Kermit, you're entering the kitchen from the dining room. Missy, you're coming down the stairs. And Clara, you are coming up the stairs. And if this was a Marx Brothers film, it would be fantastic, but it is not. And Mr. Knott is standing off to the side of the kitchen next to the refrigerator when you all enter at almost exactly the same time. Mr. Knott, Mr. Knott. Oh, goodness, sir. There are rats in the walls, sir. You've got rats. As he's doing this, I angrily and and sort of scared, Billy, like like uh, hike up my dress and, and suit walk over to Mr. Knott going... Was that was that some sort of prank? I you were in the basement. What 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 is wrong with you? Also, your radio is broken. Um, <laughs> and there is a kid who killed his parents that used to live here. There is also food uh, that is very moldy in the dining room. I don't know if that's uh, that was a plan, but I. You know, we could eat, we could eat in the living room. I'm fine with that. There, if- there was there was there was no food in the in the dining room. I was just in there. What are you, what are you talking about? It hasn't even been thirty minutes yet. Did no, no, there was the food. Go look, go look. There was there there was certainly a lot of moldy old. No, I'm 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 done with pranks. Personally. I'm not. I don't do those, Mister Not. Know. What's What's going on, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I haven't. It's been hard to remember since my accident. I, I had, um, but I think I remember. I think I remember. I, I think the library is safe, and I think that it is upstairs. I think the library is safe. I think the library is upstairs. I was just up there. I, I, there's a bathroom, a master bedroom, a kid's bedroom, and then this spare room, which I actually didn't look at because I came across this article about this murder that happened in this house, that three, a double murder and a suicide. But I don't think there's a library up there. Oh, it's it's not a real library. But it's it's the safe place. It's the safe place. I'm going to walk over and I want to put my arm around Mr. Knott. And I want to say, Mr. Not, sir, what what kind of accident did you have, sir? Stanley, you are right in front of Mr. Not. Mm-hmm. And you are the first person to see the pair of red eyes that are a part of the refrigerator. And they start to get brighter and they start to pierce right through you. And all of you can see them at this point. And Mr. Knott says, I, I think there is enough time. It, I think, well, I don't think you'll be able to leave. You've never been able to leave. The hands come out of the refrigerator and grab Mr. Knott and pull him into a hole 
that a moment later is no longer there. And we can't do anything to stop it? I, I would say that Stanley is, is far too shaken at this point to have anything coherent to say. Agreed. Yeah, same here. To be fair, I do feel like Kermit would take the time, just blurt out, well, that is not good. Thank you, Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) That's it.